Welcome back to a special edition of the Georgia 2024 show. My uh, colleague Bill Quinn is off on assignment, digging up stories in Georgia for the Wednesday night show. Uh, we've got a couple of great guests today. The reason for this show is because we've got a massive fight on Capitol Hill right now to install Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House, which uh, the president, uh, President Trump, and essentially the, the MAGA leadership has decided this is who we need and the best option we have right now to further our agenda. So we want Georgians and people nationally watching this show. We were at an event in Connecticut last night, a GOP event, and we had people come up saying, wow, we'd watch the show every Wednesday and Sunday, which I found heartwarming. So thank you. The show is getting national attention because Georgia, there's something about Georgia. It's, it's, it's the, uh, the, Oh, hold on. I just had, uh, my computer start playing something, but Georgia is the uh, the tip of the spear as far as election integrity is concerned. So we're going to have Darren Gobb, who's a retired lieutenant colonel, um, fellow helicopter pilot, fellow rotorhead on here shortly to talk about uh, his efforts nationally and also Debbie Ferris from Defend Florida. We're going to talk about all of this. Uh, first, Mr. Producer, bring up the list of uh, Georgia congressmen, please. These are our eight GOP congressmen. And we had uh, we asked. Uh, McCormick to come on recently, and we uh, emailed his staff. They they got back to us and said, "Call us." We called them, and we're not getting any response. We'd love for him to come on and talk about his vote for McCarthy, although that's kind of stale now. But we want to make sure these Georgia congressmen know that they cannot go with the uh, the Democrat wing of the Republican Party and try to join forces with Hakeem Jeffries to continue a globalist leadership in the House of Representatives. We want Jim Jordan in as the best way to unite the caucus and to further the MAGA agenda. Before we get started, I'm going to run a quick ad from David Cross, who's our sponsor. I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. With that, I'm going to bring my good friend and colleague, Darren Gobb, and retired right. Lieutenant Colonel Gobb. That's Army, thanks for coming on, Darren. Hey, Todd. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. So, first of all, you're all over the news. What's going on with Restore uh, Restore Liberty? Yeah, Todd, lately uh, it seems like uh, myself and my co-founder have been, have been all over the news, but unfortunately it's due to the issues in Israel and, uh, mm -hmm. and everything that everybody's tracking right now. So mm -hmm. uh, we would happily give up all of that airtime for there to actually be peace over there. But, um, yeah. you know, obviously we didn't do this. So the best we can do is help educate and uh, enlighten Americans on just, you know, our perspectives. Yeah. And, and then be willing to be educated and enlightened by others as, as we research into this even more. So that's that's yeah. been all consuming, but uh, Restore Liberty is going, going strong, and we're just happy to be here. So you you good segue, because what's going on internationally and even nationally with the election fraud and all of that is – really uh, ties right into the Speaker of the House race and, and drive policy and agenda and spending primarily going forward. So we want to get Jim Joy, we want Georgia congressmen and, and people nationally, congressmen nationally to focus on getting the right guy in 
how can people do that in your estimation? Well, there's a there's the uh, the standard pressure tactics I think we all understand, which is, is call your representative and hope that they're paying attention or hope they're listening. Now, we know they're busy, but they have staffs and the staffs are there to take phone calls and messages. And frankly, sometimes just to do a head count, as we would say, mm -hmm. this many for this many against. And in unfortunately, what often happens in my work with the with the Freedom Caucus, specifically here in Montana, is you get people from all over the country and sometimes all over the world calling representatives and claiming to be their constituents. So you're mm -hmm. having to overcome that as well. But I see, I think you do that too. But part of it is just simply an education that many of these folks are, are often, I guess, sold to the establishment for lack of a better phrase. And, mm -hmm. and it's time to say, you know what, this is about we, the people versus that military medical industrial complex that's working against the people and if I could, yeah. and then I'll hand it right back to you, is I want to tie one thing in that most people are probably not bringing up. And that is, as you see this escalation of conflict in the Middle East and the potential of where it could go and hopefully does not, you can see the president thinking or somebody thinking for him that we're going to get ourselves into another conflict, into another war. Well, the decision to go to war is not the president's. The decision to go to war resides solely in Congress. That's why we need to make sure that the uh, the ship is righted in Congress with someone who loves America, hopefully, by uh, what we've seen so far, seems like that's the case. So it's time to get that fixed so Congress can take its role in what we're doing and let the American people's voices be heard on whether or not we accept the risk of engaging in something more in the Middle East than uh, than where we're at right now. So you've got a pretty wide intelligence net yourself with your organization and your background uh, and experience in the Middle East. What are you hearing on the ground there now? Well, it, it seems like that there's a slight delay, uh, assuming that you know we knew the Israel's timeline anyways and going into Gaza, specifically mm -hmm. into the city. So um, I'm not surprised by that, given that they're also talking about 199 hostages that are still unaccounted for and trying to give that its best chance to see if they can recover those people. And I'm not 100% sold that Israel is convinced that it's going to go all the way in and essentially seize the Gaza Strip. But I think most of us are watching that. From what I'm hearing, the intent is to go in. And whether it be a, a complete incursion or a partial incursion, I, I don't know yet. And I shouldn't. If I did, I guess that would be a problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, who can blame them? I mean, who really can blame them at this point? I mean, there's enough appeasement going on. And uh, this Obama 3.0 failed foreign policy is is getting played out exactly as it has in the past. So I think essentially what we're waiting on right now is a little bit of that calm before the storm. It's just a question of how big is the storm. Good point. So you are uh, involved out west in Montana, Montana, obviously. And um, by the way, I want to talk about the Montana Sentinel here before we leave. But talk, you know, this is a Georgia show. It does have a national audience or a global audience, I, I have been told. But how um, talk to us about people outside of Georgia that are also as motivated and angry and focused and passionate about saving the country on the ground in Montana. Yeah, the hardest part in the world is to bring a whole bunch of independent-minded people together and make and make them work in concert towards something. But that's also their greatest strength is they just don't want to be told what to do. And so I think that's critical to recognize the fact that uh, conservatives, constitutionalists, Christians, you know, however you want to describe that in the end, 
we work better as coalitions of organizations and people than we do as a massive organiz single organization like a Tea Party. Frankly, mm -hmm. uh, that's risky anyways, because we know the government's going to come after you. And I think what's critical is that uh, every single person at this point needs to make a decision about their personal risk levels and you know, ask, are you going to be part of that 3%? The, yeah. Those remnant, those people, those few that will risk everything to fight for the freedom of a nation, or are you willing to be the kind of person who's going to sit on the sideline and wait and see who's win who wins, and then say you are always on the winner's side from the beginning, anyways? And so, to to take to take that to its ultimate conclusion. So, I would ask everybody to to be part of that remnant, be part of that three percent, you know, stand in courage and conviction, no matter the cost. And there's so many of us, you know, you and I and so many others that are out there doing things in our military retirement or otherwise that uh, we're just doing things we never wanted to have to do. But yeah. the situation has determined it. So let's just do it. So specifically, obviously, calling their congressman, what does it help to show up at the local district office, uh, you know, or? Or what else can people do? I mean, does it help to hold up signs outside their office? I mean, what 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 do you think? I mean, because we've got people all over Georgia that are thinking, mm -hmm. you know, what do I do? I've called ten times. What else can I do? Well, I you know, I'm not a big fan of necessarily rallies all the time, but there's a there is certainly a um, a point that is valuable to standing in front of a district office in person and showing the people that are there, if there's somebody there, mm -hmm. that uh, you cared enough to come down there and take up your time to stand there and say, hey, just do what's right. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, we don't just have to pressure the people that we're trying to get to do the right thing. We also need to stand behind those who are. Yes. So, uh, up here, we got Matt Rosendale. He's one of those guys that I've never had to worry about because he's been under so much pressure already. Um, but uh, Congressman Zinke, mm -hmm. you never know. He's more of a kind of go with the wind type of person. So you've got to make sure that you, if he does say he's going to support Jim Jordan, which it appears he will, that we continue to stand there and say, okay, good. Okay. Encourage him to keep doing that right thing. Some people are just wired that way to where they need that. So, you know, in-person support, there's no such thing to replace it. If you can't get through on the phone or email or any kind of response, hopefully it's because they're getting flooded and they can't respond. Yeah. And in that case, if there's someone in the office, go down there and show them your presence and say, I yeah. care enough to be here. The staffs have to understand too, because a lot of these staffs rotate around and they need to feel the fire, if you will, as well, just so that they can pass it on um, through their network. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, some of the language I'm getting from my sources inside DC is about how this is truly like a David and Goliath moment. And mm -hmm. David in their mind is, you know, we, the people and the Goliath is that military industrial complex, the big dollars, the, uh, the pharma, complex and all those agencies that fear to lose money, power and on everything at the expense of you and I yeah, and everything that we fight for. So um, we have to be the louder voice in the room, no matter what, win or lose. We can't just sit back and say, well, I expected this and be quiet. It's we can't think like that anymore. So you're going to be the editor-in-chief. You are the editor-in-chief of the Montana Sentinel, spelled with an S, as opposed to our Connecticut Sentinel, which they decided to pick the old uh, old world spelling. Um, talk to us about that effort and how you want that to go as to what kind of content you're going to put out. Yeah, and thanks for asking me to, to step in to do that. I mean, it's 
it's typical, I guess, that people who fight for freedom end up fighting for freedom in a hundred different areas and try mm -hmm. to do the best we can with very little help. Mm -hmm. So it's great to get that started. But uh, the Montana Sentinel, really, we don't have a good statewide constitutional truth-based media outlet that needs to be here. So you know, rather than complain, I was like, well, you gave me an opportunity to do something. I jumped on it and said, absolutely. It's going to be a, you know, a prob probably a, a, a jerky start to get going, sure, as, all, as are all things that get going like that. Um, but the way I'm doing it is I'm recruiting citizen journalist reporters, many of them who have experience in this, to give us the best information on the ground where they live because they know it best. So, you know, I'll look at content, make sure we have the receipts, check spelling and do the usual things. But I want that information to come from the people in Great Falls or in Valley County or in Kalispell, whatever, wherever that example is. And so as we grow those citizen journalists, we'll see where it goes. I've already got a couple of folks who are interested in, in putting ads in on the paper. Oh, great. And people are very excited here to have something that they can trust. Now we just have to do make sure that we do the right thing and that we, we continue to earn that trust as we go forward and put out content that's about you know, election integrity, judicial reform, our school boards, our universities, the general woke general uh, agenda across the board, uh, our budgeting processes. I mean, all the areas where government is coming after you and I and anybody who loves America and eventually trying to control you. We're going to expose them for what they're doing. And, and one of the top targets is actually going to be our public employees union. Oh, fantastic. So uh, the race, you know, Montana is not a very populous state, but it has two senators and it's a big race there now. Rosendale stepped up for that, right? I mean, that's where you can really make a difference. Uh, he has not announced. Oh, okay. Uh, many people are fully aware that he intends to. Of course, mm -hmm. he reserves the right to do that or not do that, of course, because he's He's in such a fight in the Congress, and this fight mm -hmm. in the Congress is consuming him so much that we got to let him settle that. And then that whatever he does from there is on him. But he's the right. most popular person in this state when it comes to the political arena, by far. Uh, but in the end, if we achieve anything in the state of Montana over the course of this next year plus, we need to kick John Tester to the curb. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he is not for veterans. He is not some small hokies, you know, small town farmer that does all his own work. His neighbors don't like him for a reason. He's suddenly very wealthy and nobody can explain why. Uh, he's just a lockstep Biden Marxist agenda voter that needs to be retired. And I look forward to seeing him no longer in the Senate. And I, and I think we'll get it done this time. Well, hopefully the Montana Sentinel can be helpful in that. And um, we will. So uh, the... I guess that's about it. Is there anything else you want people to know? Well, uh, just about the organization quickly a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Just just know that uh, please please look at this from the perspective of we may not win in the political arena in the here and now. In my organization, it's people are prepared for that. Part of what we're doing is building leadership in case we end up going through dark times as a nation, as you know, within the church itself specifically. And uh, we think if there is a collapse of government or something of some scale, that uh, our leadership will be there to help rebuild us back on biblical and constitutional values. And that's as we think of plan B, C, and D. We're not just expecting to win or lose purely on the political scale, given the environment that we're in today. So uh, 
Mm-hmm. That, that's the beauty of my organization. That's what I look forward to being continuing to be part of and, and continuing to push. So thanks for a little bit of time here tonight or today. And I hope we can get this House Speaker race settled and, and move forward and continue to hold those folks accountable. Because if we do win this, we can't stop there. We got to we got to keep our gotta foot keep on the going. So Montana's been very, uh, you know, in the news. You know, it's funny, like Georgia is this, they, it has been targeted. Montana's been targeted as well. You had the trend, you know, transgender rally in the in the Capitol and all of that. So anyway, thank you for coming on. Yeah. yeah, happy to be here. And I was in the middle of that little protest, so I got the best intel you could. <laughs> well, you were fantastic. And uh, one of our great sources around the country. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel Gobb. Take care. Hey, you too, Todd. Thanks so much. All right. So Georgia, we've talked about, is the tip of the spear, uh, and we are primary in uh, really trying to save the republic, and for that reason, Georgia is targeted. There's something about Georgia. The Georgia Guidestones were here, and Georgia has a national and international significance as to what happens in Georgia. Uh, We recently, this morning, there was reports of Iranian terrorists, IRCG people being caught at the southern border, which is wide open. Real quickly, I wanted to plug my new book, The Paying the Price, The Untold Story of the Iranian Resistance. It's available wherever books are sold, and uh, you can understand, really, the the effort to get rid of the mullahs. Thank you. You can bring that. We've got Debbie Ferris on now. Debbie, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, Todd. Thank you so much for having us on. So you're Defend Florida, and tell me what else you're, before we get started, what else you're involved, because I know you're another one of those that's involved in a lot of different things. (laughs) You know, I got involved, Todd, because this is a wonderful country. I was widowed 14 years ago, uh, very young, three boys, and what I've been able to do in terms of advancing them, I could not have done in my former other countries, as I'm a citizen of Panama, Venezuela, and I was educated in Mexico. Um, Now I am a U.S. naturalized citizen. And um, what I've seen happen in this country is, first of all, astonishing. And second of all, very, very concerning. I didn't spend the last 14 years advancing my sons to leave them with this. So so that's where my heart is in terms of where we are. So talk to us about your efforts to pressure legislators in Florida, and then we can take that to Georgia and elsewhere. Yes, yes. So I'm in the fight. So you know, what a, people like to think, or Florida has this so-called reputation being the golden standard for elections, and it is far from that. In 2020, Florida was actually number three. And we were there because of, I don't know if your audience is um, old enough to remember the Gore, the Gore versus Bush mm-hmm. debacle in 2021. The hanging um, chads. Yeah, yes. the hanging chads, the laughing stock of the nation. So Florida did some advances, but even so, in 2020, Florida was ranking number three, according to Heritage, that had done the um, whole, you know, uh, a study of the legislations and, and ranked the states. And since 2020, Florida has descended to just number seven, which if you think of the strategic implications that that is, you know, we're one of the largest states and whatnot, this is a problem. So um, Defense Florida has been involved since 2021 in canvassing and um, getting out the information that Florida is not secure as people would like to portray. And so um, I want to invite your listeners to be part of this fight. Um, Number one, it is super, super effective to make phone calls. The -hmm. metrics are one phone call equals 100 of the silent majority. 
And the legislators do take notice. Even if you're not reaching them directly, you're going to talk to an aide by, um, I guess, law. I don't know if it's a law, but by practice, they need to record how many people have called. And um, as proof of that, I have a, an initiative that we started here for legislative efforts. It's called, um, in Florida, we call it Speak. Other parts of the nation, I have another one called Call. But by texting 91776 to that number, you know, you put in the top of your bar, 91776. And then the word Speak if you're in Florida or Call if you're elsewhere. Um, you're going to get a text that's going to make it super easy. And that text is going to give you the phone number, the name of the legislator, and a script, what to say. Wow. Proof of concept. About a year ago, we sent that out to Rick Scott and Marco Rubio because we wanted out of the WHO. Mm -hmm. And within 24 hours, Rick Scott, I actually, I requested, I want public comment. And on his Twitter feed, literally my script was on his Twitter. So wow. it got to him. And now recently with the whole Jim Jordan debacle and, um, you know, McCarthy, we have just, I just got two hours ago that um, Senator Rogers mm -hmm. from Alabama has right. backed down and now he's going to support um, Jim Jordan. So if your audience wants to become. Let me just jump in there. Mike Rogers is in Alabama and he was one of the ones that was for McCarthy, but he was yeah. actually talking about going with Hakeem Jeffries in the Democratic Party and betraying the entire Republican Party and base, which, you know, right there shows you. So for him to flip, that, that's huge. So constituent feedback and push really helped. It really does help. And, you know, my script is really, really short. This one went out to John Rutherford in Florida and Rogers. And it mm -hmm. said, hi, my name is Debbie Ferris. Vote for Jim Jordan. The people want do not want anyone who is part of the Liz Cheney caucus. These are perilous times. The borders are open. We need you to know that the grassroots are united and, be, and backing Jim Jordan for speaker. Are you cutting deals with the Democrats? We are watching. Wow. It's that simple. And you get it right on your phone. All you have to click is a little, you know, the little link. And it goes directly to your to, to make a phone call. Um, so I, I really want to encourage, um, you know, your listeners to do that. And if they really want to make it easy, again, 91776. If you're in anywhere else but Florida, just text the word call and you'll get the script and you'll join 600 phone warriors that are already on this task. So and I'm not saying that we turned the table on, on Rogers, but we're part of it. Sure. So, sure. Well, this is a national effort, not just in Georgia, not just in Florida, but everywhere. I mean, so. Exactly. Um, and people will say, well, you know what? I'm not from Alabama or I'm not from Georgia. You know what? The decisions that Congress makes affect all of us. We are all constituents and mm -hmm. we all have to get involved. So even if I'm not from any of those states, if one of your representatives is making a decision that's going to affect me, you know what? I'm a constituent. And so that's why I, I, I give we have the authority to um, to contact them. So, yeah, that's the House was set up that way to have authority to the people every two years, elections, et cetera. And, and, and are, are there efforts in Florida to look at people to primaries if, if these people vote the wrong way? Do you know, I am so glad you're asking because <laughs> I am very excited to announce to your um, to your audience. You know, right now, Todd, if you think about it, how do we vote? 
-hmm. We vote based on a postcard, a robocall, a TV mm -hmm. ad, how they make me feel. Do I like his smile? Mm -hmm. Do I like her hair? Or worse, we're voting based on the letter, D or R. Right. So I'm very excited about an initiative that is being done here in Florida. It's done in Volusia County. And the citizens have come together um, under a citizen coalition, and they're going to hold one of their representatives accountable. As you know, here in Florida, we have a, an insurance crisis going on. Our insurance rates are triple the rest of the country. And um, this representative, his name is Tom Lee, had the background. He's a, he's a, he's a lawyer. And, um, and he's also the chief legal officer for a large insurance brokerage. So you would think that he had the knowledge on how to uh, advocate for proper laws for the citizen. And no, they, they voted. Um, they passed this terrible insurance bill. I mean, some legislations were needed, some reforms were needed, but mostly the ones that are paying the price for all of this, um, you know, bad um, management of insurance companies are the citizens. So they um, they have come together in that county and they're going to inform the rest of the constituents what they have found based on research, you know, marrying voting record mm -hmm. with financial contributions and uh, you know, conflicts of interest mm -hmm. in terms of their this um, representative's campaign and PAC. So it's very exciting what they're doing. First time in Florida. That is exciting. I mean, we have issues in Georgia with uh, lobbyists for, you know, certain trade groups actually being in Congress and a lot of conflict of interest there. So not Congress, but the, the Georgia legislature. Yes. Uh, and, and this is something that's not, not that difficult to do. I mean, I think in Georgia, there was an effort that was similar to this. Um, it had to do with your um, your lieutenant, someone that was the president of the Senate that was running for lieutenant governor. I think Burt Jones might be the name. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Anyways, the whole point of it is, you know, you, 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 um, what, what, what is done is do the research, show the financial, the conflicts of interest, the not showing up for work, and then invite a forum of citizens in that person's district to learn about this and, you know, yeah. then your research and invite that person to come and rebut. But they're not even showing up. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you've got a, a wealth of ideas uh, opposed from just calling. So thank you. That's Yes. Really what I wanted. Is there anything else people need to know about you or your organization or how people can help or, or find more information? Well, you know, if they, if anyone wants to learn what we're doing here in Florida, I would encourage them to go to defendflorida.org. We have a wealth of material on how we, to train on how to talk to your legislator. You don't have to be from Florida to um, take our material. It's all for free. But we put together initiatives regarding election. I don't even want to call it integrity, Todd, because we have no integrity. Mm -hmm. election security. Yeah. So, you know, we start you off with little bite sizes from um, a flyer explaining why we need transparency, eligibility, and control. Right now we have an open border mm -hmm. and citizens, only U.S. citizens should be voting. And if we have it in Florida, I'm sure you have it in Georgia or the rest of the country. How are those, how is citizenship being verified? I mean, people are putting up a fuss regarding voter, you know, having IDs to vote. Well, you know, the driver's license and the social security card are not forms of ID to prove citizenship. So on that website, we have a lot of information that will be helpful. And also, if you want to follow me, I am um, I write about these topics under prayingmantis.substack.com. 
Debbie, thanks so much. We're going to have you back. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Todd. Take okay. care. So uh, there you go. We've had a lot of good response from our uh, beef box ad. Uh, people really uh, found, kind of found a connection to it. So I'm going to run that before we go here. It's going to be a good day. Monday, we do have a little bit left available here. Check us out, familyfarmbeefbox.com. Thanks. Have a good day. So we will see you Wednesday for the 7 p.m. version live of the Georgia 24 show. Until then, uh, take care.